0: How bloodily the sun begins to peer above yon bulky hill. The day looks pale at his distemperature.
1: The southern wind doth play the trumpet to his purposes, And by his hollowing whistle in the leaves, foretells a tempest and a blustering
0: day. Then with the losers let it sympathize, for nothing can seem foul to those that win. How now, my lord of Worcester? Tis not well that you and I should meet upon such terms as now we meet. You have deceived our trust and made us doff our easy robes of peace to crush our old limbs in ungentle steel. This is not well, my lord, this is not well. What say you to it? Will you again unknit this churlish knot of all aboard war and move in that obedient orb again where you did give a fair and natural light and be no more an exhaled meteor, a prodigy of fear, an a portent abroached mischief to the unborn times?
2: Hear me, my liege. For mine own part, I could be well content to entertain the lag end of my life with quiet hours, for I protest I have not sought the day of this dislike.
0: You have not sought it.
3: How comes it then? Rebellion lays in his way, and he found it. At peace!
2: It pleased your majesty to turn your looks of favor from myself and all our house. And yet, I must remember you, my lord, we were the first and dearest of your friends. For you, my staff of office, did I break in Richard's time, and posted day and night to meet you on the way and kiss your hand, when yet you were in a place and an account nothing so strong and fortunate as I. It was myself, my brother, and his son that brought you home and boldly did outdare the dangers of the time. You swore to us, and you did swear that oath at Doncaster, that you did nothing's purpose against the state, nor claim no further than your new fallen right, the seat of Gaunt, Dukedom of Lancaster, to this we swore our aid. But in short space it rained down fortune showering on your head and such a flood of greatness fell on you what with our help what with the absent king what with the injuries of a wanton time that seeming sufferances that you had borne and the contrarious winds that held the king so long in his unlucky irish wars that all in england did repute him dead And from this swarm of fair advantages, you took occasion to be quickly wooed to gripe the general sway into your hand, forgot your oath to us at Doncaster, and being fed by us, you used us so as that ungentle gull, the cuckoo's bird, uses the sparrow did oppress our nest, grew by our feeding to so great a bulk that even our love durst not come near your sight for fear of swallowing. But with nimble wing, we were enforced for safety's sake to fly out of your sight and raise this present head whereby we stand opposed by such means as you yourself have forged against yourself by unkind usage, dangerous countenance, and violation of all faith and troth sworn to us in your younger enterprise.
0: These things, indeed, you have articulate, proclaimed at market crosses, read in churches, to face the garment of rebellion with some fine color that may please the eye of fickle changelings and poor discontents, which gape and rub the elbow at the news of hurly-burly innovation. And never yet did insurrection want such watercolors to implant his cause, nor moody beggars starving for a time of pell-mell havoc and confusion.
1: In both your armies there is many a soul shall pay full dearly for this encounter if once they join in trial. Tell your nephew the Prince of Wales doth join with all the world in praise of Henry Percy. By my hopes, this present enterprise set off his head. I do not think a braver gentleman, more active valiant or more valiant young, more daring or more bold is now alive to grace this latter age with noble deeds. For my part, I may speak to my shame. I have a truant been to chivalry, and so I hear he doth account me too. Yet this, before my father's majesty, I am content that he shall take the odds of his great name and estimation, and will, to save the blood on either side, try fortune with him in a single fight.
0: And Prince of Wales, so dare we venture thee, albeit considerations infinite, to make against it. No, good Worcester, no. We love our people well, even those We love that are misled upon your cousins part and will they take the offer of our grace both he and they and you yea, every man shall be my friend again and I'll be his. So tell your cousin and bring me word what he will do, but if he will not yield rebuke and dread correction wait on us and they shall do their office. So be gone. We will not now be troubled with reply. We offer fair. Take it advisedly.
1: It will not be accepted on my life. The Douglas and the Hotspur both together are confident against the world in arms.
0: Hence, therefore, every leader to his charge, for on their answer we will set on them, and God befriend us as our cause is just.
3: Hal, if thou see me down in the battle, and bestride me so, tis a point of friendship.
1: Nothing but a colossus can do thee that friendship. Say thy prayers, and farewell.
3: Were t'were bedtime, Hal, and all well.
1: Why, thou owest God a death.
3: Tis not due yet. I would be loath to pay him before his day. What need I be so forward with him that calls not on me? Well, tis no matter. Honor pricks me on. Yet, but how if honor prick me off when I come on? How then? Can honor set to a leg? No. Or an arm? No. Or take away the grief of a wound? No. Honor hath no skill in surgery then? No. What is honor? A word. What is in that word, honor? What is that honor? (laughs) Air, a trim reckoning. Who hath it? He that died a Wednesday? Doth he feel it? No. Doth he hear it? No. Tis insensible then? Yea, to the dead. But will it not live with the living? no why detraction will not suffer it therefore i'll none of it honor is a mere scutcheon and so ends my catechism